can always imagine the child labor is going to be just that. It's going to be some fucking mindless thing at a drive-thru or stocking a shelf. Dude, but guess what happened? Your theory falls away. Because what happens is we put forward our CEO child, nine-year-old, and guess who's convicting us? An eight-year-old lawyer. <laughs> prosecutions, kids as well. well. And then you're like, ah, they beat us. Checkmate. And the prison offenders, it's their four. <laughs> and we're like, ah. Welcome to your life. There's no turning back. Even while we sleep, we will find you acting on your best behavior. Turn your back on Mother Nature. Everybody wants to rule the world. Just listening to a bit of Dum Dum to get inspiration. <laughs> can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you. <laughs> yeah, I, I like to listen to Dum Dum just to get my riffs going. Yeah, man. <laughs> We're burning every fucking thing to the ground. We're taking pot shots everywhere. Just joking. <laughs> uh, yeah, man, I, I've got in a bad habit, dude. I'm on the Ozempic, yeah. but I'm having some crazy, crazy order choices. The last two days for lunch, yesterday I got a hot donut. Today I got a choc, choc chip muffin. Yeah. I'm like, what are you doing? Because I, I quit smoking and now I'm like, oh, so has my brain now found its new vice? Why do I need a hot choc chip muffin that I couldn't finish? I feel fucking awful. Why, why having hot donuts, mate? You've just got rid of cigarettes. You've got rid of the gum. Now it's time to get a fucking hot donut addiction. What are we doing? Do you enjoy the hot donut, or is it like a like a proper craving? No, dude, it's just another another vice, another problem. I'm like, Lord forbid, I could have a good run in life without having to be fucking plagued by my own psychology. But now I'll have to go and see a hypnotist to get me off hot donut <laughs> jam donut addiction. It's always a it's always an external solution. Never imposing your own will or self-control on the Dude, issue, is it? Uh, heading to a 12-step program for fucking hot pastries. I'm like, <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> what is wrong with me, man? I mean, that is essentially Overeaters Anonymous, right? It's quite funny to go to a 12-step for... Like, I, I must submit to a higher power because I cannot stop eating uh, Snickers bars. I need too many Snickers bars. I'm having chocolate croissants for... For breakfast, lunch, <laughs> and dinner. It's amazing thinking of the alcohol as anonymous because it's not anonymous. Mark Marin, Theo Vaughn, they don't shut up about it. I'm like, do you know what I mean? <laughs> I'm joking. I'm just doing like the shit premise. People do that. Do you know what? If it's so anonymous, why do I keep hearing about it? <laughs> keep yeah, your fucking they, vice they to yourself. shut up about it. Um, yeah, you know what's overwhelming, dude, is we're recording so many pods now that coming back, I was like, I can't do this. But then I realised I said the same at the beginning of the last step. Yeah, you I did. can't. I'm like, I'm like, we're out of ideas. There's, there's nothing to talk about, mate. You're always in a panic about there not being any ideas, but you don't. You don't leave a room for me to, to get anything in, even. You know, oh, like dude, you can't I love even. That. I'm not not I'm not I'm not having a dig. I'm just saying that, like, I no, don't even no, need to like fill that. space. Like, I, I've I've got things written down in case, and I'm like, man, don't worry about it. Wolfie's gonna say I've got nothing, and then we'll do an hour and a half. Yeah, it's like my dad's like that. He doesn't get much many words in. I'm like, I need to do like because um, 
Will Anderson did it for his dad where a podcaster sits down and just gets some of his stories. Obviously, it's not going to be me, but I'm like, <laughs> it would mean that maybe if I get medicated down the line, I could come to know him by listening to the two-hour pod I paid for. And I'm like, tell them, tell them. It's quite a nice idea. You should have done it with your pop, but obviously you guys were too selfish. Granddad Ray. Oh, that's sad. It was sad. You were too self-obsessed and, and worried about your own lives. Poor Granddad Ray has been hanging out with those train freaks for the last eight years. The only people that could have them. Dude, he loves the train guys, man. Like he, those stories would have been right in his carriage. You know, like that's all he wanted to talk about. Do you know my favourite is nostalgic stories that don't really deliver, where it's like, God, we used to be party animals, so there's this one time, and the bouncer's like, yeah, I suppose you can come in, so we're in there, we're in there, we're dancing, we're dancing. (laughs) Do you know what I mean? And then it's like, so Jeff goes, let's get kebabs. I'm like, we've already eaten. (laughs) Anyway... Next yeah, one's day, with a lot of superfluous detail. Dude, and, and next day we're in the balcony. Let's just say we're regretting that night out. Not as much as that kebab. Ah, and then you're like, ah. <laughs> that's the best. Is when a story ends with a like a forced, um, a forced punchline. Where it's like, let's just say they were not too happy about that. And you're like, yeah, what happened? Look, it's like, well, they were not happy about it. We'll just leave look, it at that. <laughs> Like, it was nothing let's happened. Just say, it's like we, they, no, they didn't really find out. It was fine. Let's just say they left in silence. Do you know? It's, it's crazy. <laughs> yeah, it's they, crazy... they walked away from that situation. Well, <laughs> you live in. Let's just say that wasn't the, that was the last time they went to Portugal and did a bus ride. <laughs> like, what the fuck? Are you doing? Dude, I love that the 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 concluding remark. We've spoken about it before. It's also the same. With uh, the wedding speech, where mm. they go, when I was first asked to be, and I'm like, you don't start a fucking speech. When I was first asked to be best man, I said, wow. You know what I mean? When I was first asked to say a speech, I'm like, yeah, you can leave that auxiliary detail out. We're aware that you were asked to make the speech. You don't have to give us context. Yeah, yeah. Like, your speech starts at the moment where you were asked to make the speech. It's oh, a very self-referential. It's, this is uh, when you know a speech sucks. <laughs> When the person, like a hot potato, gives you the timeline from the moment they were aware they had to do the speech. <laughs> that would be good. A wedding speech, which was just the process of writing the wedding speech. Oh, dude, but that's that's the standard joke. And then they get carried away. And I went online. Yeah, and but I they said, love to add in details about the relationship. It'd be good to it'd be good to be from the moment they were asked, and then sort of like a bullet point timeline of what happened up until the point where they were giving the speech. And then it concludes with, and now I'm here, ladies and gentlemen, and that's uh, that's all I've got. Oh, dude, my favourite uh, YouTube things are the ones where people going, oh, that's unbelievable. So it's the best man going like, when I was first asked to make the speech, they said, you know, I get nervous. I'm a nervous speaker. You know, a lot of people know that. Little clap, little clap. And then he says, <laughs> they, said, uh, they said, you know, maybe imagine the crowd nude. And then he goes, anyway, Jessica and Ryan, or Jessica and the bridesmaids, you're looking ravishing tonight. <laughs> and then they <laughs> and Pete, I didn't realise it was so cold tonight, you small dick fucker. <laughs> but you know what I mean? And then there's clap, clap, clap. Or there's a, a woman that said, now I'd like to, I'm doing the best, best laid speech. Now I will do a song. And then you see their face to gasp. Ha <laughs> ha! Just wanted to see the look on your face. And I'm like, gimmick jokes suck. 
It's so much better to do hardcore riffs that have a lot of authentic <laughs> details about the person. I'm only going to do best man speeches that are just that. You know, just, oh, no, no, just no. like non-specific, pulled from a book details. No, you want to have redealed, authentic details about their life. Do you remember when you used to ring me every night and you're like, ah, oh, death is coming and I'm alone. And you're like, you know what I mean? And you, you would scratch at your arms and going, I just want to fuck. I just want a fucking family, Andrew. And I'm like, well, here he is. You've got him. <laughs> Pete. <laughs> The only guy that could slide under that fucking biological clock and put a baby in that fucking sinking ship. I think just uh, like a, a a best man speech that ChatGPT could have written, you know? Ah, oh, dude. Input names. That's it. Did I tell you that's what happened? Because Sam Campbell hooked me up with Monkey Barrel, which is an all right room for Edinburgh. Mm. And the guy said, hey, I hear good things. We would have you on the monkey barrel. And he goes, can you write a, uh, give me a little bit of a debrief. I haven't heard of you, uh, what it's about. I responded with chat GPT. (laughs) 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 It was so generic. And I'm like, Ricardo, I appreciate this opportunity to perform in the Monte Edinburgh wedding. My goal is to grow and develop. You know what I said? Like, so it's just the most generic thing. And go like, uh, one of the biggest festivals of the arts, an opportunity to uh, explore and expand my creative pursuit. It, it was two pages. It was read and never responded to. But I thought it would be so fun because I'm like, autism is comedy now. So I thought, this is anti-comedy. He'd go, this guy's a genius. That 20-page chat GPT generic response is great. He's so fun. But it was missed by him. So whatever. It feels very wasted, like, find it, or to, to, like, to read something that is chat GPT produced, you know? Like, if it's AI produced. Well, I think so. So, I, like, there's nothing more rewarding than forcing someone else to read something that was, sp- yeah, just spat out by a machine. Yeah. That's, I think that's like, that is the problem with AI is if you've got like a premise or something you want to develop and you're like, you know what, I'm going to feed yeah. it in and see what chat GPT yeah. says. Like, let's, let's get some more information in here. Yeah. Uh, you do it and it starts, like it writes you four paragraphs and you sort of skim them and you're like, no, nah, I don't like it. Like skip it, skip ahead. Let's do it differently. Yeah. yeah. It loses its value by sheer virtue of how easily accessible it is. No, it's too generic, right? It's the reason Roseanne was so good because she had a head trauma. So she just suddenly like, um, she would have weird associations. ChatGPT cannot mirror when someone goes like, so he pulled his dick out, slice it open like an orange. And you're like, what's she talking about? But it just, do you know what I mean? Like she will have references that you wouldn't expect because she's demented. ChatGP cannot simulate autism or head traumas, which is where the best comedy comes from, where you have a weird link where someone's describing their dick and they go, I sliced it up like a mango. And you're like, what's he thinking? ChatGPT cannot make crazy associations. Man, you know what? They, uh, I only found this out last night because I haven't used it in a while, but they have a new feature where you can sort of give it conditions up top. You can say, yeah. uh, hey, like, act like this, do this. Yeah, yeah. You can now tell it to pretend that it has a head trauma. Oh, yeah. And it will do it for you. Oh, dude, because that's what you really want because um, it's too generic. I'm like, I want it to go, like, 
explain to me 20 ways why the name monkey barrel sounds like a racial slur and then put that in the response about to this guy that didn't book me for reasons that why I had sent that initial chat GPT thing because I was not in this current environment happy, comfortable with the word monkey on a venue. So let's I'm going to I'm going to tell it okay. respond as if you have a traumatic brain injury. Okay. And also also I'm going to say uh, Apologise to the booker of Monkey Barrel for, for sending him a chat GP to response for his kind potential offer for a venue. I'm getting it to write it as if it has a traumatic brain injury, but also in Jamaican patois. <laughs> okay, apologising for responding to their request for more detail on my show to perform at the event using chat GPT. <laughs> traumatic brain injury in Jamaican. Okay, unbelievable. Me dear monkey barrel team, <laughs> me feel real bad man about the way things go down with me application. Me never mean for send you a message in a red but chat GPT. That was a rash decision and me feel the weight of that choice now. You see, me get caught up in the excitement of the, this opportunity and me want to make, make the right impression. Me think that using a tool like that would help, but me realise now that it's not genuine and it no reflect who me truly be. Oh, dude, that's actually perfect. It's not genuine. And say also, and then say, want a comment from the Trump about um, the, the name Monkey Barrel feeling like a racial slur? <laughs> Includes <laughs> a sentence. Explaining my concern that Monkey Barrel may in this day and age be considered a racial slur. Yeah, yeah. Include a sentence concerned that Monkey Barrel feels like a racial slur. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay, let's see what they say. <laughs> me feel real bad, man, about the way things go down with me application. And me also want to explain. <laughs> we also want to express a lick, little concern about the name Monkey Barrel, so someone might come across as a racial slur, and we wouldn't want that to cause any trouble. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not 100% sure which part of this is the uh, brain injury bit, but I, I guess the Ask, whole oh, thing. Dude, it's so funny because... Jamaican and brain injury are uh, hand in hand. <laughs> They're synonymous to the same thing. Dude, ask them to give more, give comparable monkey barrel and other, give another five racial slurs. <laughs> give com- another five possible venue names that are also maybe racial slurs. Yeah, like monkey barrel. Me brethren, me not feel comfortable suggesting venue names. Oh, no, it just says the genuine <laughs> chat But it tells you that it can't respond with racial slurs in Jamaican patois, which is quite nice. <laughs> yeah, that is funny. That is funny. When you're already knees deep in fucking racism, <laughs> to then become aware, cognitive aware, like you're doing a fucking... Because, but Jamaica, you can slur, can't you? Jamaican's fine because it's not a... Um, it's not a, it's not a it's not a black thing. You know, you can be from the island and you can be whatever color. That was the whole thing with um what was his fucking name? Uh Ch- Chet? Is it Chet Hanks? Was it um Mag- Robert Mugabe? Oh no, Chet, Chet Hanks. <laughs> I know, no, it's no, Ch- you, you, Chet Hanks. It is Chet Hanks. He uh he did he started learning patois from a friend and then he uh, spoke in patois at some awards thing and people were like, "Nah, you can't do this." But everyone from the island rotter they were, bless up, bless up me brethren, Chet Hanks, you're the real deal. Dude, one of the great things when they think you're mocking, but then you've actually done the cultural 
awareness that you're actually speaking authentically yeah. about it, which is what Andrew Shields does a lot of. Like, he's done the work. But I heard yeah. Hanks, Chet, Chet Hanks, uh, Eric Andre, it's the only time he's broken character because he went on and outweirded him. And he was like, come on, mate, that's my stick. Because he knew, oh, so you're going to make it awkward. I haven't seen the app, but apparently he went in and goes, oh, is that the game? Just like, monkey pops, <laughs> monkey pops. And they're like... It's a good app, man. No, he does well. it, And he actually broke character and got cross with him and goes, fuck, f- come on, mate. Because it was like that um, Dr. Phil... Yeah, the, the guy who ran uh, bum fights and he showed up to Dr. Phil, dressed as Dr. Phil with the shaved I- head and everything. And was like, what are you... What do you mean? I'm exploiting these people for television ratings? It's like, aren't you doing the same thing? Dude, and he goes, <laughs> he, he, he didn't have the balls to address it, so he's like, just f- fucking go, man. Just fuck off. Mm. Do you know it's too close to home? It's Basically like, made him walk off the show. He goes, just go, mate. You, you fucking... I, was, oh, I keep getting worried the bridal lady's going to march in here. <laughs> because I saw it. I heard the door rattling then. Do you know what happened two days ago? She rang the bell. What you, she saw me go up and she rang the bell and it just never answered. It's a power move. Mm, that's I found that's the uh, biggest benefit of having a camera outside, like a nest cam at the front door. Oh, dude. Every time uh, I hear a knock, I look. And usually it's someone door knocking during the middle of the day and you just sit there. It's the ultimate move. You come home, a neighbour wants to complain. They see you walk in the house. They've waited all day. The door shuts, then they ring the doorbell and you just pretend you're not there. It's equivalent <laughs> to what I said with my dad when he went to the neighbours that were making too much noise, had a new baby in his pyjamas, you got to keep it down, and they just, they just uh, didn't acknowledge it. Come on in, have a drink. He's like, no, no. Like we, it's like we're Mary in Bethlehem, we got a baby. And he's like, drinks. Turn the music up. It's like, no, <laughs> you must keep it down. I work in accounting. I need to sleep. <laughs> Let's dance tonight. That's sort of a uh, karmic payback for your father uh, stealing that guy's uh, uh, delivery and then writing notes all the yeah, time. Yeah, he got paid back. <laughs> Dude, did I tell you about how my kids, are, we're now going for like Bear Grylls style walks? Like we went to... Um, <laughs> Kids, you're going to have to drink this piss before we go down the shops. <laughs> no, no, because I don't have a, do a license anymore. I don't have a license. So we went to my, my, their, my, their cousin's birthday and I said, oh, we should walk home. It took six <laughs> hours. <laughs> this is the equivalent of like a homeless parent uh, turning a, like a night spent in a shelter in a, into a fun game. Oh, dude, we had one of the wildest things because we're walking just through bushland. One of them needed a shit. And I was like, just do it in the bush and we'll use leaves. Like, we're like Bear grills. And then he screwed up. I'm like, no, you got to move the underwear out. You've shat into your own pants. I said, you'd be better off to walk. I'm like, there's shit everywhere. So then I've, I'm in there. I've got on my hands. And then I'm like, we've got to keep, we've got to keep walking, dude. So I had to take his undies off. And I, I ran them in sand to dry out the shit. This was definitely the fat one. It was definitely the fat one who did this. And I threw sand all on it and dried it out. And we continued walking. <laughs> dude, it's so good, though, like being in the wilderness. Because we've got a way to walk home that's all bushland. Mm. It's actually um, crazy to spend six hours in the sun walking around. <laughs> 
did the kids get burned? This doesn't seem like it seems bad. Couldn't you didn't have a family member who was willing to give old Wolfie a drive? No, I I wanted to do it, but the problem is the younger ones now got a bit of a limp. Like he hurt his foot. <laughs> He's, He's still up. is he still limping? Well, he was limping for a few days. Okay. But we, it was unexplained, but it was obviously because he had probably covered 28 kil- uh, <laughs> kilometres on a camel track. Well, all right. So the story you told previously about him showing up to class with a limp and you're like, well, it's your fucking problem now. You think it may have had something to do with the uh, 28K walk you made him do no, the no, day No, no, this is the worst part of The worst part of it is because I was unlicensed, I already knew that he had a suspect foot. And then I thought it'd be a good idea to take him in a 28, 20, 20 kilometer uh, land trek with camel, camel train. The layers of delusion that you build up because you weren't even willing to admit that you, like on this podcast, when you were talking about knowing that he had a limp, you weren't willing to admit it was because uh, you had made him walk a half marathon the day before home from a birthday party. No, 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 no. He had been walking. We're doing a lot of walking now. Yeah, I'm sure you are making him do a lot of walking. <laughs> no, but what I've realised is uh, you turn hay and t- t- turn your, your omelettes into eggs or whatever the fucking <laughs> saying is. <laughs> but, uh, but, but, but basically what I've realised is life's so boring in Perth that I've been saying to everyone, what you're best to do is just walk and try to kill hours, just hours trekking <laughs> like you're in a really shit simulation, just walking on a line. And I said, what else are you going to do? It's not like anyone's living in this town. No one's alive here. So we might as well just walk towards the sun. Until it sets and then walk every day until suddenly we're dead. Speaking of forced child labour. Yeah. Uh, did you, you see, uh, it's a couple of weeks ago now, the, uh, uh, the states that have been repealing those child labour laws in the US and they've got those great photos of the representatives signing the bills with these very unhappy looking children standing around posing for it. No, I haven't seen it. What are they doing? Are the children allowed to work younger or not allowed to work anymore? Uh, they are allowed to work younger. So they have been repealing child labor laws like it's not fair that these kids aren't out on the, on the job site it's just so predatory because um the amount of relationships that come from that power struggle that power date date like young kids should not be around retail managers these people are unsavory <laughs> i wouldn't trust them you know a 40 year old manager at a mcdonald's is not some suitable person no. to be around supervising no, no, no. a 12 year old yeah, if you were going out and that was the person who showed up from the babysitting agency, you'd, oh, you'd be like, no. Dude, effectively you're, you're getting a babysitter and you're getting the worst person that went to your high school is <laughs> yeah. now yeah. influencing and going like, don't worry, it's only HPV, it's, it's, it's herpes, <laughs> we all got it. But you know what I mean? It's like they've just got the worst philosophy of life, mm. hence the fact they – Operate a deep grill, <laughs> a, a grill, a grill stack. Well, because that's what I was thinking about. Like back in the day, you would have these child, uh, yeah, these child laborers would be doing important jobs, you know, like cleaning chimneys, yeah, yeah, yeah. getting up there, doing, getting their little yeah, fingers yeah. in places that otherwise couldn't be reached. Or they would be down the mines, like coal mining, you know, getting getting fucking black lung, yeah, canary down the mine, dude. Two kids down, one comes back. Yeah, you're like, I think <laughs> yeah, there's water yeah. still there. But it's fine. It's you got fine. eight of them. You got spares. Yeah, you can breathe. What's, yeah. What are these kids doing now? You know, like, like can you imagine being, uh, being like metal fabrication on the line? Oh yeah. And then one day a nine-year-old shows up and he's like oh, cutting. 
cutting and welding next to you, you would feel like, man, I need a better job. And you know what the thing is? They were more equipped back in the chimney sweep days. They knew, like, you you know what I mean? They knew how incorrigible the world was. So they were street smart. They're like, <laughs> never go in the alley with the old man. Do you know, it was like back in the day I was saying during high school, we, every high school had a pedophile, but it wasn't a problem. You just knew... Don't help him pack up after class. Yeah, yeah. It's a simple thing. Don't go into the gym during lunch break or you're going to get diddled. Do you know it's a no-brainer? <laughs> He's a fucking horny man. But I'm saying like the oh, the kids back in those days, they knew. Hear the full episode on Patreon. Patreon.com slash sure thing. Leveraging your home. Margin personal loans. Hedged by put contracts Holding 15 overexposed bad positions loose